It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here's your host, Vice President of Marketing, Megan Reed. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Tower Talks. I'm Megan Reed, VP of Marketing at Inside Towers, and today I'm joined by Tower Safety CEO, Kathy Gill. With years of direct experience in the industry, Kathy founded Tower Safety in 2013. Her team strives to create an educational facility that focuses on why safety is just so important in the dangerous industry of cell towers. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Megan. This is wonderful. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here with us. So I thought it would be best to kind of take it from the top. I would love to hear in your own words, just a basic overview of tower safety. So when tower safety started in 2013, um, we opened up the doors to help, you know, the men and women and business was a little slow after a couple of years and then getting, um, getting more recognized in the industry. Now, you know, we're leading in, um, safety rigging, like right now on this podcast, right. We're outside and I've got the uh, sheriff's department. We're learning how to rig on the outside on a non-conventional 5,000 pound anchor points. Cause how do we know how much a rock weighs? So kind of just getting ourselves outside that, that, normal toolbox of just towers. Now we're in, in, in wildland. So what, what really inspired you to start this? What's, what's your personal background as far as this industry and what was the catalyst to begin this organization? I think when I first went through my safety training, I was kind of left still feeling like, I don't know what I just learned right here. And I was like, well, if I'm feeling this, what is everybody else doing it? So after the construction company that we had, um, that I own part of it, we closed the doors. And, the, and then from there, I started the safety school just to kind of help the men and women understand when they leave that they know how to rescue. They understand the climbing techniques. Uh, and then when they leave, right, they get the school book too, so they can refer back to it. And as you know, we're making videos. So this way, when they do leave, they can always refer back to our Tower Safety YouTube channel to see all these videos that talk that show all the different rescues. And, and now we're into more of the rigging as well. Right, because a lot has changed, you know, if you think about where the industry was in 2013 and here we are in 2021. And this industry, you know, more than most moves at the speed of sound. So how do you accommodate the changes uh, within the industry and the new technologies? With that comes new safety regulations and requirements. How do you kind of keep tabs on that? Well, I mean, OSHA's been around since 1970, right? And then you had the ANSI Z359 that came out in, I want to say, 1980. And then you had the ANSI 10.48 that just came out in 2016. So still trying to get with, trying to get the guys to understand the 2016 with ANSI, I'm sorry, the ANSI 10.48 and all their rigging plans, their angles, their blocks, their shackles. So unfortunately, it's causing some confusion where some people are thinking, okay, all we now put on our harness is shackles. It's like, no, fall protection is still carabiners. Our rigging is shackles. I'm I'm working more with that kind of adjustment now with safety because even when those standards came out, it's put some confusion into what the guys are supposed to do and not do. And speaking of your training, you launched a an event, your inaugural Tower Rodeo last year. It sounded like it was a huge success. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Oh my gosh, the Tower Rodeo was so much fun. I'm hoping that everybody I've spoken to has gotten something out of it from a learning perspective. 
either learning their knots, their ropes, or they're like the owners were saying, like, you know, oh, now I see why they need, you know, equipment. And like you were just saying, gear that's been updated. I mean, there's all new um, CMC, PMI, Petzl. They've all sending out, are all producing some really great equipment. And we're bringing that into the rodeo. And these guys are like, wow, this is really cool. I didn't know this existed. Or, hey, I didn't know we could put this a mechanical advantage and making sure that we could lift something up and putting prusiks down for, so we don't drop our loads. It's it's probably I believe Kevin and Chris Kevin um, from um, Kevin was the winner Kevin and Chris were the winners they said it best where this this was better than forty hours of training in their learning experience on towers. So what and, was Chris, and they're and they're from MedTech sorry they're from MedTech. And so what was the premise? What did the competition consist of? What did they have to do to actually win and be deemed the Tower Rodeo champion? The world champion. So they had to, there, there was originally seven, sorry, six events. And then we, not, we brought it down to five just because of, you know, the, the health and COVID and teams. So they each had, they each had 30 minutes for each of the towers. They had 15 minutes between each event. And then they went to the next one. Um, it's, so each one had either a rigging or they had some type of uh, safety rescue skills. So those were the two one, those were the two main points, like rescue and rigging. And this year, we're probably going to have 11 events for the guys to go over. So it'll probably be two full days where last year was just a day and a half. But now, and I'm probably going to be opening up the, um, opening up the enrollment in March to see who wants to become part of the world champion. Now, Chris and Kevin, they get an um, automatic in. Everybody else, it's going to be have to be a, a draw. So, do you have an estimated time frame for when you're looking to host the second event? So, we're looking at uh, December third and fourth. Those two days again are going to be that Friday and Saturday. That way, if you fly in on a Thursday, you can leave probably a late Saturday night, and we'll again have everything: the catering, the music. Uh, probably, I'm looking for a few more people to to um, host a few fun things. What? Because one of the events, I don't know, I don't want to give everything away, but some of that, like I said, that new equipment, that some of that new equipment we're going to bring into some of the challenges. I'm super stoked about this year. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Are you guys going to be able to make it? I hope so. I'm ready. I know I still owe you a, a tower. Trip, so you have to, <laughs> if someone was interested in sponsoring the event, what would be the next step for them? April will open up the sponsorships so if anybody's interested and then we'll do a blast on that uh, the availability on if they want to sponsor like a tower uh, signage of course the lunch breakfast the catering all the different um, spots that we had last year and I'll probably add a couple more into it as well because every and then every like you saw everybody gets their signage and the sponsors they give away some really nice equipment to the winners and you know Chris and Kevin donated most of it to the second place, but Petzl, Skylotech, uh, Buckingham, and then Perfect Vision all gave some really nice um, gifts. We'll definitely keep everybody at Inside Towers and our audience up to date um, as you roll out the details. So everybody stay tuned. Yeah, we have one more video we got to release, the official um, Tower Rodeo video. So that'll be released in March, or actually we're already in March, aren't we? We are, hard to believe, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna launch the official vi video in a couple of weeks, just to roll out, saying that we're gonna start accepting applications. 
Perfect. For the challengers. I know. Well, we'll keep an eye out. And speaking of March, that's actually a good segue. Um, today, as we're recording this, it's March 1st, and that actually marks International Women's Month, uh, which is definitely something to be celebrated. I don't think it's any secret that towers and telecom are, you know, male-dominated fields for the most part. So being an owner and a CEO of a company in this industry yourself as a woman, what has been your experience and, and what would you suggest to women that want to get more involved within the industry? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Besides just being yourself, which I know sounds very cliche, but it's, it's true, right? When you, the guys, the, the guys just want to see that you're able to hang with them, speak their language and understand, you know, where they're, a lot of times where they're coming from. I think if a woman really wanted to get into this industry, there's lots of valuable um, jobs available for her. I know a lot of the women do the inspections, the tower inspections. Um, I've heard women are some of the best PIM shooters out there, you know, PIM and sweep for troubleshooting. So there's a lot of valuable skills that women can bring to the industry. Absolutely. I know I myself am the Charlotte rep for the Women's Wireless Leadership Forum, and you yourself are our new. Congratulations, the the rep for the Women's Wireless Leadership Forum in Phoenix. So we're we're excited. Thank about you. That. That's because of you, Megan, and I super appreciate it. And we're we're actually going to be one of the sponsors for WIA out there as well. Excellent. Help mentor some of the women. I know. I'm really. I'm really grateful to, for what you've given us this opportunity for WWLF. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great way for for women to come together and and share ideas and and network and and really just be there for each other and learn from each other in the industry. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to put our heads together like we talked about and and put do some sort of virtual event. So more to come, more to come on that. Well, and the and we, the WWLF, they actually said that they would like to be a part of the rodeo as well. Excellent. Well, the world. I know. Excited. I know. Even better. The <laughs> so one other thing I wanted to touch on with you is you have a special project in the works, the RAT app, which stands for Work Rescue Access Technician. I believe I got that right. Can you share a little bit? That's more? correct. A little bit more. It's going to be kind of like a, it's like a little app to help if we need um, technicians to assist in rescue. Like if you were, I don't know, say in Arizona and you needed, you're a contractor and you needed some assistance, instead of calling 911 first, well, you can call 911 first, but then you can access this app to say, okay, let's call, you know, Kathy's listed as one of the rescuers. All right, we can, based on the phone's location, it can call, it would call me, I would know directly where you are. And then, then when the fire and rescue and fire department show there, uh, show up, then they're there to perform medical procedures instead of having to climb. Because they'll admit it, their, um, their climbing skills are not like our guys. And you can see that in the rodeo as well, because they're medical technicians. They're performed to teach some, you know, they're, they're, they're amazing skills. It's just that climbing towers, is something that takes a little bit of time. Right, absolutely. And I recall, I think we actually wrote an article about, wasn't there some overlap in the participants from your tower rodeo came from mm-hmm. a background of, of fire and rescue? Yeah, Chris and Kevin. Oh, that's the winners. Yes, so there, uh, uh, Kevin is actually a doctor and then Chris is a uh, 
retired. Well, he's in the military. Oh, he was. And then he's a medic. So, yeah, they're and they're both firemen. Got it. Were they part I of know. your inspiration for creating the app or what what kind of inspired you to take a, a deeper look at that? No, well, actually, one of my students was, in fact, uh, Terry out of Oklahoma mentioned it. And I said, Terry, that's a great idea. We need to have something like this because once you get into like the like the tower climbers world, I mean, it's such a huge brotherhood that most of them will say we'll do whatever we can to take it, to get our brother down if that's if if that's what's necessary. It's just connecting everybody, getting them all into one group so we know who to contact and who we can't. You know, it's basically that. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Next steps in the app, are you thinking that will be, how will that be rolled out? How will people be able to access that? I don't know. It's it, Well, they're going to be able to access it, obviously, from either Android right now. Well, Android currently, and then Apple changed their processes. So Apple's a little more difficult to work with. It's, it's actually, yeah. So Android's easier. Apple's going to be a little difficult. I'm looking at another couple more, probably another four months, four to six months. Anything else that, you know, this is, it's been a crazy year. Um, obviously we were faced with the pandemic and that's, you know, something we've never encountered before. How has, how has training and your world been impacted by that? How have you had to sort of pivot and are any of those changes that you've implemented ones that you might think might stick around moving forward? Well, with training, like in some locations, we have to be, you know, that six feet distance. Um, it's also been a little difficult more with traveling and same as the guys there. I've also had some of the guys that want to wear their masks all the time. But when you're climbing and wearing a mask, it gets to be a little hot. It's it's up to them. I mean, we have all the safety precautions in place, especially at the Tower Safety's location. But when you're traveling to other people's location, you know, I mean... It's it's very difficult to put um, say eight to ten guys in a class and keep them six feet apart. It's you know especially when you go to visit other construction offices. So a lot of the guys are wearing their masks continually during the class. Sure. But um, other than that, it's just the masks seem to be the biggest thing. When the first hit, they were having trouble, you know, getting food, um, the hotels. It's it seems to be getting a little better, a little, especially with the hotels. Right. Good. Well, hopefully with vaccines rolling out, we are on up and up. Fingers crossed. I know. Yeah, because I, I know because, like, you know, we rely on that food in the morning from the uh, from the hotels. The breakfast, you know, even though it's the same egg, same sausage, but that little bit of food helps everybody in the morning. And I know the guys were relying on it. And when you take that away, it's, and the stores, right, some of the stores were hard, difficult to get to. Right. So they had they had some things to deal with, and not to mention their families at home. So you got the wife, the kids, or you know the husband, whatever you know, vice versa, saying, "Are you okay? We're at home." There's that also that fear of them as well. Right, and I know you work you know really closely with these tower climbers in and outside the field, and I can tell just from you know working with you over the last you know five years that you're very passionate about it and you're very closely connected and you and you really care about the people that you work with they're not just your clients you know I feel like there really is a, a family type mentality yeah so I feel like you're able to hear and see you know what's going out what's going on out in the field and and uh, you know bring that and apply that into 
what you do, which is your tower safety and training. Are there anything that you've heard or noticed, you know, moving into 2021 that, you know, people should take into consideration when it comes to safety training? Well, I mean, that's like almost an individual type question because their skills learn at different levels. So that's where you take, you know, it just, it's the patience to understand and maybe diversify and, and say what you said to somebody that's more, that has the skills to somebody that's new and take it and apply it in a version that they understand. So with safety training, it's, it's not one shoe fits all type thing. Because everybody learns at different rates. And then, you know, you want them to take away what they got and keep that in mind and not forget, not walk away and say, okay, what did she say? It's one of those things where it's like, let's, you guys got to remember, because at the end of the day, they've got to be responsible for themselves when they're up at that, those heights. Yep. It's a good point. It's, I mean, we can teach them everything, give them all the videos, the books, everything. But when they're up there, they have to understand that they need to maintain those you know, the point, two points of contact, your fall arrest, your fall strength, and you're your brother's keeper. And if you see somebody else that's up there, that's their lanyard didn't close or their carabiner didn't close or about to get a heart check, you know, just let them know. I think that's good advice. Well, we'll have to, we still got to climb that tower. I'm ready for my training. Hopefully. I know. I know. Because you're, you're, yeah, because you're in Charlotte, right? I am. Yes. I'm in Charlotte, so we'll figure it out. I've got one one in Boone that we can borrow next time I'm out there. And that's a beautiful area. It is. A mountain trip. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's just not do it because last time I was out there, you guys are getting hit with a hurricane. Yeah. Hopefully not the case this time around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to be climbing towers in a hurricane. No, thank you. Definitely not my first time either. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Well, thank you for sharing your story and and your insights and just for the conversation today. If someone was interested in getting in touch with you or signing up for one of your classes or just learning more about tower safety, what would be the best way to do so? The best way to reach us is through the website, towersafety.com. And then you have our phone numbers on the website. And then you also have an email of info at towersafety.com. And we're here every day. So we'll reply back and answer your phone calls as fast as possible. So yeah, towersafety.com is the best way to get a hold of us. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for the time. Good luck on your next adventure. I can see the desert behind you. If you could see this right now, Kathy is actually recording this from the desert. (laughs) I mean, your view is, your background is much more interesting than mine. I can tell you that. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, we're with the um, learning from, like I said, the sheriff's department for search and rescue. Yeah, these guys, these guys are pretty cool. So you can learn a lot from other industries. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. We'll definitely stay in touch. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. And We look forward to continuing the partnership with Tower Safety. Thank you, Megan. Love Inside Towers. Thanks, everyone, for joining Tower Talks today. As Kathy mentioned, if you need more information about Tower Safety, you can visit www.towersafety.com. And if you're not already subscribed to the Tower Talks podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.